0: Welcome to the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. This podcast is devoted to helping increase your daily exposure to God's Word with a short scripture reading and brief commentary on key ideas, themes, and theology in each chapter. Now please join your host, Dave Jenkins, for today's episode. Well, welcome back to the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And today is January 10th, and today we're going to look at Genesis 10. As a reminder, every day I uh, read the the chapter that we're going to look at, and then I offer a very brief explanation of key ideas, of key themes, and the theology very briefly. Because my goal is is to get you into God's Word 5 to 20 minutes every day. So let's get into this today's reading of God's Word. Genesis 10 says this, These are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons are born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javian, Dubai, Mish, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer, Asnez, Ripath, and Togarmah. The sons of... Yavin, Elisha, Tarnish, Kittium, and Dodadium. <laughs> Sometimes I'm going to get these wrong, guys, okay? But from these coastlands, people spread in their lands, each with his own language by their clans in their nations. The son of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush, Zeba, Havilah, Zabta, Rama, and Sabteca. "...the sons of Rama, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush fathered uh, Nimrod. He was the first on the earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, therefore it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord." The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, and Akkad, Kalanay, in the land of Shinar. And from there he went into Syria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ur, Kala, and Rezin. But between Nineveh and Kala, is, that is the great city. Egypt father Ludum, Ammium, uh, Lehabim, and Nepthuhim, and Pathrosim, uh, from whom the Philistines came, and Captorim. Uh, Canaan fathered Sidon and his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Archeites, the Sinaites, the Arvidites, the Semerites, and the Hamathites. Afterward, the clans of the Canaanites dispersed, and the territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon in the direction of Ger as far as Gaza, and in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adama, and Zeobim, and as far as uh, Lasha, And these are the sons of Ham by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. And to Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber, the elder brother of Japheth, the children were born. The sons of, of Shem, Elam, Asher, Erspad, Lud, Aram, the sons of Aram, Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Our Pisayad fathered Shelah, and Shelah fathered Eber. To Eber was born two sons, the name of the one was Peleg. For in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Jokotan. And Jokotan fathered Almadad, Shebeth, and Hazareth, and Jera, and uh, Hadarum, and Uzel, Dikla, Obel, Abameel, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Joabab. All these were the sons of Jokotan. And the territory in which they lived extended from Mesha in the direction of Sefer, to the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. These are the clans of Noah, according to their genealogies, in their nation and from the nations spread abroad on the earth after the flood. Well, I do want to apologize before we get into the commentary today uh, for my very poor pronunciation of all those words. Some of them are just really hard to pronounce. Okay, so just being honest with you, uh, Genesis 10, uh, 1 through 32, we see the clans, the languages, the lands, and the nations. And this entire passage, it sets out largely in the form of lists of, of how the descendants of Noah's three sons populated different regions of the earth. Additional details of special interest are occasionally added. And so this genealogical and geographical passage is describing a passage that covered a long time as family clans uh, migrated to particular regions. The ancestor after the clan or tribute is named may not have lived in the region that later bears his name. Each of the three main parts of this section concluded with a reference to clans, to language, and to nations as we see in verse 5 and verse 20 and verse 31. And in, in Genesis 10-1, we see these are the generation of. This distinctive formula marks a new section in the Genesis narrative. In verses 2-5, through Japheth's descendants are listed. And from these, the coastal peoples spread in verse 5. This is the only additional remark that's made concerning them. It associates Japheth's descendants with the coastal regions and islands of the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, Verses 6 through 20 of this chapter, they show Ham's descendants. They receive uh, considerably more attention than those of Japheth and Shem. And among them figure many of the Israel's enemies, such as the Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Philistines, and various Canaanite groups. Ham's immediate sons are Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan, as verse 6 says. Cush and Put are regions to the south and the west of Egypt. Cush father Nimrod, verse 8 says, in this association, it may seem very unusual given that Cush is linked geographically with Africa and Nimrod with Mesopotamia. And Nimrod is of particular interest for several reasons. He is linked to the great cities of Babel and Nineveh and Assyria, whose inhabitants at a later stage would descend in destructive powers on the kingdom of Israel and Judah. And the military might of the Assyrians and the Babylonians may account for their related observations that Nimrod was a mighty man, meaning a warrior and a mighty hunter, as we see in verses 8 and 9. And these descriptions, one of which is linked uh, to the expression before the Lord in verse 9, are best to be viewed negatively nimrod's aggression runs counter to what god had intended when at creation he commissioned humanity to uh, be his vice regents or representatives babel and the land in verse 10 these details link nimrod to the tower of babel episode that we're going to see tomorrow in genesis 11 2, and 9 nimrod's kingdom is the antithesis of what the lord desires it, the great city in verse 12 denotes a region that includes Nineveh and Calah, and the detailed list of Canaan's descendants includes cities that are going to play a significant role in Genesis. In fact, the specific mention of Sodom and Gomorrah in verse 19 of this chapter, they provide a possible link between the actions of Ham in 922 and of the men of Sodom in 19.4-8. The designation of Canaanite is sometimes used to cover all the different groups mentioned in verses uh, 15 through 19 of this chapter. In Genesis 10, uh, 21 through 32, the, what these verses do is they give the list of the descendants of Shem. These are the people with whom the Israelites felt the most affinity, for Abraham was descended from Shem. And as far as they can be identified, many of these Arabian tribes are kingdom, or kingdoms. And from the outset, Shem's great-grandson, Eber, is selected for special attention in verse 21, being mentioned even before Shem's, Shem's own sons are named in verse 22. And the designation in Hebrew is derived from he, Eber. And by way of underlining his importance, readers are informed here of one of his sons Peleg, which may be taken to mean division, for in his days the earth was as divided as we see in verse twenty five. This is probably an allusion to the Tower of Babel in Genesis eleven one through nine that we're going to look at tomorrow. The line of Shem's descendants from Epershad to Peleg is repeated with additional information in Genesis eleven eleven through nineteen. Now, while the Old Testament revolves around the story of the nation of Israel, this does not mean that the other nations of the world are also not a concern. Additionally, the, the revelation first given to the old covenant people of God has a lot to say about the wider world, for this wider world is part of the Lord's plan to bring about the redemption of His creation. And one of the earliest passages to deal with the nations outside of Israel is Genesis ten, where we find the so called table of nations. After destroying all living things except for those on the ark in Genesis six one through eight nineteen, the Lord made a covenant with creation that he would never again destroy the whole earth in a flood. And in turn human beings were tasked with doing justice and with reproducing and filling the earth as we've seen in Genesis eight twenty through nine nine seventeen. In Genesis 10, what it does is it lists the descendants of Noah's sons, demonstrating how the command to reproduce was first fulfilled. And it's likely here that this is not a comprehensive list of every single nation descended from Noah, but only a representative group. For the peoples listed here would have been of special interest to ancient Israelites. Genesis 10, what it does is it lists 70 nations in all. 70 is a number for completeness in the Bible, and thus it seems Moses, the author, is saying that the nations of the world in their fullness come from Noah without having to name every single people group. And so, roughly speaking, the sons of Japheth, they include those located furthest from Israel, such as the Greeks and other Indo-Europeans. Ham fathered the people of Canaan, of Africa, and other southern tribes. The Semitic peoples, including the Hebrews and the Arabs, come from Shem, as we see in verses 2-31. through And geographically speaking, the ancient Israelites would have been reminded that the Lord placed them in the middle of all of these nations, surrounded as they were on every side. And being located in the midst of these nations was an implicit way of calling Israel to the vocation of being God's light to the world that we are going to see in Isaiah 42 verse 6. From the beginning then, the Lord was concerned that there would be a witness to his glory for all the nations. A fact confirmed when we see that a mere chapter intervenes between the table of nations and the plain revelation of, of our Creator's plan to bless the whole world through Abraham and his seed, as we see in Genesis 12:1 through 3 and though we in no uncertain terms disagree with his Arminianism, John Wesley's sentiment on the need for world evangelism is one that all Christians can share in. When he says, I look upon all the world as my parish, thus far I mean it, that and whatever part of it I am. I judge it met right and my bounding duty, he says, to declare unto all that are willing to hear the glad tidings of salvation. And so let's ask the question as we continue on. In what ways are you making manifest God's love for the nations? Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching today's episode of the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. Until tomorrow, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to also like, subscribe, or follow Servants of Grace on Facebook, Instagram, X, or YouTube. We appreciate your support.